nothing in the soil in the earth Breaking through the rocks Growing wild and tall till the buds began to pop so pack me in a bowl or roll me in a splint Are you breaking me down? You can feel your Hey, this is Ryan Heron, cannabis writer and advocate from Portland, Oregon. And I'm Amanda Breeze. I'm a cannabis reporter based out of Toronto. And we're here to talk about all the fun stuff around one of our favorite plants, cannabis. Today, I am beyond stoked because we have an actual award-winning magician on the podcast. He stars in his own TV show, Tricked. He's the only two-time winner of the Canadian Magic Championship. He's fucking fooled. Penn and Teller on their live Las Vegas show, Fool Us. And he absolutely blew my mind and had me laughing for his entire live stoner magic show, Smoke is Focus, in Toronto. Today, we have Eric LeClaire on the podcast. Fucking welcome. Let's go. What's up, guys? <laughs> hey, man. We told you this is audio only. He's already flashing cards at us, so he can't help himself. I can't. I have, to, I have to fidget with things. <laughs> I can't think of anything better to fidget with as a magician than a deck of cards. Though always have. I have decks of cards in every room in my house. So you know, Eric, I should tell you, I was an amateur magician many years back. Stop. I was extra loud. I don't want to reveal any of the show that I saw in Toronto, but you did make a joke about buying magic shop tricks, and that just had me gagged because. Oh, I've been there many, many Wait, are times. You from, are you born and raised in Toronto? I am one of the rare born and raised Toronto. So you would yes. go to Browser's Den? Um, I would go to the one that was at like Dufferin, north of Eglinton. Yeah. There was Browser's a little magic. Den with the, 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 man, the tall man with the glasses, the nerdy looking man. Yes. Huh? And then um, also the one in Kitchener. Is it? There's like a little shop in Kitchener. Kind of that's magic. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's amazing. You know what? There's, there's very few things that people, you know, I've heard, I've been doing magic since I was nine years old. So I get always the same kind of comments or stories, questions. But when somebody tells me that they used to do magic, oh buddy, I, it really, it really, like it turns me, it lights me up. I, 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 for sure, the, the, you know, like people always ask you, hey, can you do a trick? Can you do a trick? And uh, more often I say, oh yeah, maybe later or whatever. I, I don't really have like a, a big want to do it. But when somebody says they used to do magic, oh man, I love it. I love it. That's amazing, Amanda. I had no idea. I might bust out a little trick here and there, but um, but not even close to what I saw at your show. And it was so funny. Like, what possessed you to make a weed comedy show? Um, well, it's very, it, the show's called Smokus Pocus. It's the world's dopest magic show. It is. And um, this kind of, um, this arrangement, uh, the way the show came about is very original and interesting. It's never been done in the magic world before. So I am uh, like in the magic world, like amongst magicians, I'm like, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a gnome, I'm a public figure in the magic world. I've released tricks for the general public and the magicians know, you know, they know Eric LeClaire. So anyway, so this man contacted me uh, about two years ago and he said, hey, I'd love for you to consult for my show called Smoke is Pocus. It's a cannabis magic show. And I was like, okay, no problem. Uh, I charged him a bunch of money because consulting is hard. Uh, and he went for it. So then I was, I was immersed in his show, which is a you know, cannabis themed magic show. It's a 420 magic show. 
it was uh, the, the, you know, the world's dopest magic show. And I loved it so much. Back then I was in the industry, in the marijuana game. I had, we, were, we had a growing facility here in Ottawa. And I love the concept so much that I convinced him to franchise it out to me, uh, which is something that's never been done in the magic world. You know, um, it, it happened. There's like Houdini magic stores like in Vegas and around the world. But I think that's probably the only other franchise. And Smokus Pocus, he, he, he gave me the rights to do it in Canada. I wrote a whole new show. I wanted to make it my own. But as far as the name and the branding and the, uh, more importantly, selling tickets. He's got it figured out. We've been selling out the show for a year straight. We've done wow. over 50, 50 shows and they've all sold out. So it's, uh, it's, it's a great show. Thanks for coming. Oh man, as soon as I saw it, I could not, I could not not go. I had to go. I love Nick. I love weed. I had to see what it was yeah. all about. And Ryan, you know, uh, uh, his name is Ben Zabin and he's from, Portland. He lived in Portland. I, I'm surprised. You, I'm surprised you've never seen the ads oh, really? on Facebook. You know, I'm sure they're just whizzing by me, right? Well, I did want to ask Amanda, how did you hear about the show? Because I, I'm on the other end of this, where Amanda goes, you know what? I heard about this really cool show that's happening this week, and then she goes, "Hey, I just bought tickets." I'm like, "Oh, this is that's that's very cool. You should go. Like, let's let's see what this turns into." And then I get to hear her mind was blown, and she was really stoked, and then reached out to you, like, "Can we get you on the show?" So. I'm glad all of this worked out, but yeah. So you said that the selling tickets, obviously a big part of it. Amanda, how did you hear about the show? I heard about it through an ad online. I just saw an ad that popped up right. and I'm not an ad girly. I don't usually, and I, I'm not spendy. Um, and I just said, fuck it. And I just bought myself a ticket and I went by myself. No, did you? Yes, I went alone. Um, I, just, I really wanted to see the show. So I got the ticket. I went by myself. It was a lot of people with their friends. So I was like, <laughs> pictures online showed like a lot of couples, weirdly. So I was like, oh, God, is this like a weird couples thing? Am I just going to be like this third wheel to like this entire audience? But no, it was so chill. And um, the it was at the Spadina Theater in Toronto, which is such a quaint venue yeah. it's just so cute yeah. with the um, velvet curtains it's got the whole vibe um and it was intimate right it's not a giant theater so it made the magic more i don't know like close up it's right in front of you you know it's just this small venue and it was perfect oh that's so nice um, it was so good and the audience loved it we were cracking up. i wasn't expecting i wasn't expecting it so <laughs> you know my my, uh, my entire career i've avoided the term comedy in the title, like Comedy Magician or The Hilarious Magic of Eric Leclerc. I've always avoided it and I've always kept it as a bonus, like as a, as a little, you know, as a little add-on, as a little special, you know, a, a pleaser for everybody there. But this show here is like, it's half, I'd say half stand-up, half magic. There's, you know, there's like 15 tricks in an hour and 15 minutes and uh, it goes from every, I really put everything, like this, you know, I'm a corporate entertainer, believe it or not, like, I've traveled the world uh, doing magic shows for like corporations and, you know, private parties, high end, you know, birthday parties and whatever. So I always had to be on my best behavior. And now fast forward to a few years later where I'm like flipping off the audience and I'm swear I'm chugging a, a vodka, a bottle of vodka on stage. Like I'm, I'm, I'm you know, doing tricks with weed. So it's really, and, and, and being a corporate entertainer, you kind of fall into like, autopilot after a while like you got your tricks you got your jokes uh you know what works and you just do it you don't really need to revamp your show or your tricks because even if a company hires you two or three times you can 
you know, not do the same ones, but you have, you know, 20 things you can pick up. But this time, the Smokest Pocus is the first time where I sat down and wrote a show that I would want to do, that I would want to come see, that would relate, to, you know, the people like my type of people, like you, Amanda and Ryan, you guys would, would enjoy. But uh, yeah, it's the best, it's, it's one of the best things I've, I've done in my career, that, that show. I absolutely love it. And I'm thrilled you did too. I really did. And I liked that the comedy was unexpected. It was delightful. And the weed jokes weren't cheesy. Like, this is the thing. I actually went in um, excited but critical because, you know, I work in the industry. A lot of people will just kind of greenwash stuff like, oh, it's for stoners. And it's kind of tokenizing the culture, if you yeah. will. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, that wasn't all my experience. Amazing. Amazing. Um, and I was also really tickled because are you French Canadian? I am. Okay, because you you have a, a trick where you have all these different strain names. I, I You say it in the show, don't reel the trick. So I'm trying to keep it a little secret. That's okay. It's all good. That's actually a marketing technique that I say, don't tell the people the tricks. <laughs> oh, I'm curious. Okay. Um, but you pronounced it like Jean-Guy as one Jean-Guy. of those things. And that just had me just laughing because it was just like the Francais moment. So that, yeah. it was just very fun. Um, the, the the thing I say in the show, I'll tell you, Ryan. So um, I, I came up with this. Um, it's not, I didn't come up with it, but I'm, I'm using it in the show. In the show, I say, all right, you know, I've, I've, I've performed for you guys for an hour. I do have a favor to ask you guys. I say in the upcoming days and weeks and months, when you talk about the show to your friends, please don't talk about the specific tricks in the show. The show was designed to be experienced between these four walls and let's keep it that way. Is that fair to ask? Is that fair to ask? It doesn't matter if people say it, but what that does is it creates wonder. If somebody's like, oh, what did you, I went to smoke a you got to go see it. I, I can't tell you anything about it. Like, <laughs> somebody's like, no, but like, what, what was, I, I, I can't, I told me not to tell you, have to go, right? Well, I know that this works because that's the reaction I got out of Amanda. It was like, oh, well, 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 you know. Exactly. And like, it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter, but it's, it's always more fun when somebody, you know, they're fresh, they don't know what's going on. Um, and another, I want to touch upon, it's very interesting, is that I've done, you know, in my career, I've done all the different shows one can do. I perform in, for kids, for, for adults. I perform on TV, in French, in English, corporate events, close-up shows, uh, winning competitions, TV commercials, everything. Except putting on my own one-man show, like buying tickets. Sure. I've gotten hired by like a company to raise money. You know, uh, you know, let's say like uh, Oshawa Community Theater, and they sold tickets. But produce my own show. I've never done because I always found it so not egotistical, but awkward to be like an evening of magic with Eric Leclerc, or like just like you know, uh, Air- Canadian champion Eric Leclerc presents one night only. I'm like, okay, like like get over yourself. But with this cannabis hook, it changes everything. Mm. People come to the show because of the cannabis hook, because of the weed hook. And not because it's fucking, you know, buddy in a top hat, or even, even if my credential, he was on Ellen and he's fooled Penn and Teller. People are like, okay, let's just kind of braggy in this case. And, and, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked as well if I didn't obviously it weren't a solid performer. But when people go, oh, this weed, like all of our shows are sold through Facebook ads. And I'm so that's why I'm surprised you didn't see it go right in Portland because, you know, you target people who have ever searched cannabis, whoever, uh, you know, uh, bought anything cannabis related and then who likes uh, social events. So that's how he sells it out. But it's a very interesting concept. The fact that cannabis was the hook that really kind of gave me 
I don't say kick in the ass, but like really opened my mind to be like, Hey, there's something here. And also it's kind of like, you can't really copy like, know what Ben Zabin, my partner, he does all of the U S you know, and, and the name smoke is pocus. You can't beat it. You can't beat yeah. it. And nobody's going to, nobody's going to, even if somebody tried to do another cannabis magic show, it'd be like, buddy, we're two solid performers. We got the marketing done, the logo, everything. Like, so it's really fun to have like this, like little niche, you know, in, in our magic performance world. It's really fun. Oh, absolutely. And all sorts of weed scene. We just love, we love things that are uh, targeted to us. That's our thing. You well, know? and yeah. also we yeah. get really upset when you go to the thing and it's not right, or they just put mm. a weed leaf on it and it's really just, you know, sunscreen or whatever. That bums, that bums like the cannabis consumer out that's actually excited about that thing. So it's cool that you have like enough of a, a background and a history with the plants and enjoying it. Yeah, and I, and I, I love weed. I love weed. I just actually took um, a little bit of a, like I used to be chronic, smoke all the time. And then it just started affecting me like differently. Like I'm 41 now. And for like, since I was like 17, like every day, chronic, multiple joints a day. And just recently, maybe a couple of years ago, it was like, man, like this is fucking me up. Uh, so I kind of like, you know, started like dialing back a little bit. Uh, but, but I, I really did. I didn't want to do that. Like the slap the logo on it and just have a magic show and be like, talk, talk about weed a little bit. I really wanted all different. Like I make weed appear. I use vapes. I, I do a trick with strain names. I talk about like a, a dreams I had when, it, when you were high and like everybody there. It's so interesting because everybody there comes in. The question we get the most is can you smoke inside? And I know in Toronto, you do have places that you can smoke inside, but like a big comment on our ads is like, what the fuck's the point of this? You can't smoke inside. And I'm like, buddy, the show's an hour, just smoke before. But people all around, they all, they all show up. There's a nice little uh, smell off everybody. So that brings everybody together. And you can tell sometimes like I ask like, actually I don't do this anymore, but I used to ask who's the big, I try, used to f try to find the biggest stoner in the room <laughs> and the person who's never ever smoked. And like we do something on stage with them. Uh, but, but I stop it. It's very interesting because stoners, you know, they react different. <laughs> usually, uh, usually magic, the, the astonishment is like, sometimes it's silent. Like it's not like you're not, your, your first instinct is not to clap. Usually if the trick is really good, but stoners even less, they're just like, you know, they're just, they're, they're low key. Nobody's yelling. Nobody's like, so it's very interesting. It's been very, it's been an, um, an, an interesting, uh, experiment to try and find the exact formula of what really makes a stoner tick. yeah the astonishment is there but maybe not the big reaction <laughs> yeah 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 i feel like that would probably be the hardest part of being an entertainer of people that are blazed yeah. is just the slow reaction time i've been to a lot of comedy events and you can tell which of the performers have done weed comedy consistently and are used to the audience being just sitting there and staring um, and the ones who aren't because it, it'll throw people right off their game because that's not the reaction they're used to. Right, right. And staring or like laughing quietly. Um, on, on the first show, my first ever show, it's actually we're celebrating a year of uh, Smoke is Pocus Canada. Wow, very congratulations. Cool. Thank you, thank you. And uh, my first spectator on stage at my first ever show, I come on stage, I'm like, I saw you a cannabis user. I says, yes. And I'm like, are you high right now? He's like, yes, but not on weed. And I'm like, what? 
and he's like, I took three grams of mushrooms before your show. <laughs> and he's on stage and he's just, I, I have pictures, like his face is just melt, and I'm just like, Wah. I'm like distorting my face to make people laugh, just like, Wah, you know? Uh, but he was on mushrooms at the show. So that, that was my first spectator ever. And I'm like, oh boy, we're in for a treat. And that being said, when I, when I was searching for a venue here in Ottawa, we don't have many small, uh, you know, the, like Spadina Theater, 150 seats is like perfect, bang on. That's 150 seats? Wow. Yeah, yeah that's 146 seats. Yeah. Um, we don't have many spaces in Ottawa that are small like that. So I wanted to find, uh, you know, the perfect one. So I, I, sh I shopped around a lot. And um, I found a place and they were reluctant. They were reluctant to let me because uh, they had like a cannabis event before and they brought like, it didn't bring back, a, like the crowd wouldn't buy, you know, wouldn't drink because they already showed up high. Uh, they, and they, they kind of, one of them, I guess, gave a bad rap. Like somebody broke something, whatever. So he's like, ah, it's not really our scene. I was like, oh shit, I didn't really think of that. And then when we see the crowds come, you should see our crowds. Like, I'm sure you saw Amanda. Uh, there's, there's like older people there. Uh, I mean, there's no kids obviously, but like, um, actually uh, I think the youngest, Spadina Theater serves no alcohol. So we do say it's like a 18 plus, but like some people brought their like 15 or 16 year old kids who love magic. But it really does bring, it really does gather uh, a really interesting uh, bunch of people and together like stoners unite, you know? Oh, absolutely. And you know, it's really funny because uh, that street is under construction. I smoked on my drive. Uh, I mean, when I, mean, I got my walk, there, uh, my walk over. And uh, so I was kind of blazed when I got there and I couldn't find the entrance. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't find the entrance. <laughs> and so I just walked up to the first person that walked by a couple. And I was like, um, hey guys, are you looking for Spadina Theater? And they were like, actually, yeah, which is kind of weird because it's downtown Toronto and they were all fucking stoned too. And all of us as a team worked together to find the door. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it is, under, it is under construction. It's a little bit uh, hard to find, but I mean, it makes, makes it fun. It was totally worth it. It was a good crowd. Um, yeah, totally a mix of people. Would, is, is people smoking during the show like a goal? Is that something you want to happen? Or are you like happy with kind of just letting people do their own thing? Um, that's a great question. Personally, from my experience, it doesn't add anything. Here in Ottawa, we don't have places that you can smoke inside yet. Toronto, you guys do. The professional in me, like when I do a corporate event, let's say at a hotel for a, in a banquet hall and there's tables and they're serving, I, I say, I'm going to go on and I'm supposed to go on after dinner and say, I'm, I go on when the last cup of coffee is put down and during my hour show, no, no waiters clean the tables, less, less commotion, you know, the less commotion, the better. So passing a joint and lighting and coughing and smoke everywhere would just distract. I, I don't know if it would bring in more people like the, the venue here in Ottawa is a straight up bar with like a, the bars, like a big round bar in the middle of the room um, and people are sitting back to you. So, it, and there's food and it constant during the show. So it's not ideal, like a, a performer with a little least experience. Like I have a stand up comedians open the show for me, the new ones, you know what I mean? Like, like people are just working their act and they seem to struggle when there's distractions. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if, if it would add anything it would stop people from bitching on the ads, you know. Oh, what's the what's the point? How is this a weed magic? Like, what's the point? You know, I'm like, okay. 
Um, that's another interesting too, uh, interesting topic is like the people commenting on the ads. You know, I'm a YouTuber, so I learned a long time ago that you can't you can't take the uh, the comments. You know, you just take them with a grain of salt, which is hard to do. But with this show, uh, because it's my baby, it's like it hits a little bit. Oh, it hits a little bit harder when people are like, oh, what's the point? Or maybe so three. So we've had 50 shows we have like maybe six, 6,500 people attend Smoke is Pocus in Canada. Wow. And like five of them, you know, like wrote like was expecting more. Uh, didn't like uh, this and that. Yo, okay. I have a story for you guys. I got, I got a story. I haven't told this. It's, it's a good. Okay. So I'm in Ottawa and it's maybe like a, a month in I'm performing on stage and I do a trick with celebrity names and I, I cough cards out of my mouth and celebrities names are on the cards. And at this point in particular, this night, one gets stuck like on my lip, you know, like a cigarette dangling. So I just, I, like, it's funny. People laugh and I take it and it's Robin Williams. And I say, Oh, Robin Williams. And then everybody goes, Oh, you know, like, and I'm like, what, what too soon. And I say, Hey, do you guys know how Robin's died? And I go like this. And I close my eyes and stick out my tongue, you know? People are like, oh, too soon, blah, 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 blah. It's that kind of show, whatever. <laughs> then later on, I'm performing, and I notice this one guy at one of the VIP tables, his back is turned to me, which is fine. I'm like, he's eating or he's texting, whatever. But as the show goes on, he's not turning around, and I see he's not moving. So I'm like, he must be just texting with his thumbs. And I, I kind of get glance at him, and I see that he just has his arms crossed and his head down looking at the table, his back turned to me. So I'm like, huh. So... I have a wireless mic and I'm, 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 I'm good on improv. I always like to ad lib. So I, I walk up to the table and I, I, with my wireless mic, I say, all right, this next trick is so good. Everybody's going to have to see this one. If you're not looking and like people chuckle, it's funny. I'm right behind him. Like maybe 20 or 30 people can see what I'm doing. Then it's the girl, their table of five. The girl in front of him looks at me and she says, get the fuck out of our faces. Oh, what? So, so then, and she like says it like this, like, get the fuck out of our faces. So about 20 or 30 people can hear this. So I'm like out of a hundred, right? So I'm like, so I go back and I keep doing the, doing my show. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what, the, what's going on? The guy's still like this. And so I start, you know, teasing him. It's my show, you know? So I start teasing him a bit. I'm like, oh, this guy's, they must be from Pembroke or Kingston or whatever. I just kind of, you know, jab him or whatever. And then at one point, they get up and they leave. Two of them out of the table of five. But the other three are having a good time. They're, they're crying. They're laughing, crying. So then I was like, what the fuck happened? And so after the show, I'm passing out business cards and taking pictures with people. And I see their friends leave. And I go intercept them. And I'm like, hey, like, well, what's up? And they're like, what? I'm like, well, what's up? Oh, they're friends. Don't worry about it. They're just really big Robin Williams fans. What? <laughs> <laughs> What? I uh, I took a hundred dollars out of my pocket. I'm like, here's their money back. Tell them to go fuck themselves and lighting up and lighten up. It's a comedy show. You know who would have loved that joke? Robin Williams. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so all this to say, like different groups, you never can tell. And because it's like they paid to see me, mm. which is not something I'm kind of used to. Uh, you know, somebody's spending their money to come see somebody they don't know. I kind of took it to heart, but that. And then like, she, anyways, all this to say, she later wrote a message on one of the ads, save your money, terrible show. And it's like, it just like, oh, I went to get me like, so that was a, a crazy experience to show you that you never know who's in your audience and you never know. But like, I mean, it's such a vanilla joke. Okay. Also, everyone is a Robin Williams fan. Okay. Yeah. And that yeah. wasn't offensive. Yeah. Like, 
like she's taken a stance. The, all these people are not okay for laughing and this is not okay. Like just take it with a grain of salt. But it was like, it affected me, man. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the risk you run though. I, on one hand, I found you via the Facebook ads. But on the other hand, it's Facebook is a breeding ground for that exact type mm, of thing. Yes. So I feel like Facebook comments are the bad place. Yeah. 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 Okay. If I go to a tiger magic show, I don't get to pet a tiger. I didn't get a chance to ride the tiger. If I go to a weed show, I can get lit on the corner before I go in. That's a hell of a lot closer than getting right. to eat a tiger or that whatever. So, so, I mean, so these funny. Folks. that is such a good analogy. Oh my God. That's funny. If I go to a tiger magic show, I don't get to pet the tiger. So, and like, also, also it's like, Hey man, like the show's an hour and fifteen minutes. Like, uh, who? Like, I, I have friends who actually my 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 sound guy here in Ottawa is one of my best friends, and he's the biggest, like, the biggest pothead. Like, I'll say like two joints an hour all day, kind of thing. And back in the day when I was like, oh, right, let's find the biggest pothead. We was bigger pothead than Nick, and we'd find him out. Nobody, nobody would beat him. But like the people that say. You know, oh, we can't smoke inside. Like, what's the point? They're just, well, they just want to come. Like, I'm like, hey, come to it. Come to the show. You're going to have a great time. You're going to, you're going to love it, you know? And I'm comfortable enough as a performer and as like a business partner in this venture to be like, you're going to love it. Like, you're going to love the show. So I loved the show. I absolutely loved the show. And I want to tell you one of my favorite parts was the spinning trick. Oh, Yeah. That was my favorite part. Wow. Down because it's sneaky and it's science. It was really funny. That well, was what it, what it is, Ryan. It's like this spiral that I have on mm-hmm. the end of a drill. And I say to everybody, I, at one point, I chug a bottle of vodka during the show. I, somebody makes sure it's real vodka. I chug it and I start being all belligerent. And I'm like, I'm feeling so good. I want you guys to feel like I feel right now. Everybody look at the spiral for 20 seconds. And then now look at my head and you see my head grow and then shrink. Like it's really cool visual illusion. It was Um, so cool. It's so cool. You know what? You you know what? I'm going to be honest with you guys. And uh, a good good business person or podcaster wouldn't say what I'm about to say. But you know, (laughs) earlier when we were like, it's not just like you didn't just slap on weed theme to existing tricks or whatever did stick a polyph on there but this trick 100% did uh, I do it <laughs> I do it and uh, I've done it since I was uh, a, a little boy I love it I usually say um you know I I, I one time I, I got to a corporate event I opened my suitcase and I, I found I brought the wrong suitcase I brought my kid show to the corporate event I didn't mm. have anything we have to do a new show so I tried this to the adults and they loved it so I'm going to show it to you but this time uh, on stage, you say, you know, I'm, I'm high. I want you guys for the sober folks or whatever. Um, but you know what's sad, Amanda, is that I don't do it in Ottawa. Why not? Because just the venue, it's not responsive. Like people have gone uh, yeah. on the sides. Everybody, the Spadina Theater is a beautiful theater, like tiered like seats. It's amazing. But in Ottawa, it's like there's people, it just wasn't, re- my VIP tables are on the side. So nobody could see it. So it's, it's not in the show in Ottawa. But, uh, but I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'll always remember, I'll always remember you saying that. I won't stop doing it then. It was, re- it was really, really funny to me. Just Amazing. like, because it really works. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, I'm a science person. So that just had me tickled. Um, well, you know, the show keeps getting bigger. You're selling out. You're doing amazing. Maybe, you know, future forward, we're going to build a designated venue 
So yeah. everyone can sit right in front of you. Yeah. And there'll be like a little smoker's lounge off to the side for all the haters. Yeah. And we'll just, we'll take it from there. That's um, the dream. You know, this, uh, this episode's coming out right before Halloween, which is next week. Do you have a favorite Halloween candy? Are you like a chip guy? Are you like a candy chocolate guy? Chips are not a part of American Halloween. I'll just say that right now. Right. We are not getting yeah. chips out there. No, it is little teeny tiny candy bars and that is it. Not Wait, yeah. you guys don't, nobody hands out little bags of chips? No. Whoa! No. I see them for sale sometimes like it's an idea that they might like try and like, hey, you should hand these out. I have never once received a bag of chips, nor has my child. I'm blown away. I'm also yeah. blown away. <laughs> I love I love these little like cultural, uh, you know, and we're neighbors, like we're right there. Like ketchup chips. Ryan, have you ever had ketchup chips? Only because Amanda was like, you gotta try these. They're my favorite and they're on shelves temporarily. And I was like, yeah, they're pretty good. I like the mustard. So, uh, you know, <laughs> no, I, I can't betray my roots. So they launched ketchup chips in the States, Eric, but they were um, a ketchup and mustard combo that they launched limited edition and the ketchup was zesty ketchup. So it wasn't the same, but it was, it was not the same. Yeah. To answer your question, I love candy corn and nobody likes candy corn. What? I love it. Uh, I don't, I mean, I, w I wouldn't eat, you know, a bunch of, but I'm not a sweet guy. I have discovered recently high chews. Oh, yeah. No. What? Oh, Amanda, you're making the wrong face. That oh. is like one of the creme de la creme of candies. Um, oh, yeah. As, as far as like chocolate bars, I'm a Snickers guy. Uh, but yeah, I don't have a real like sweet tooth. And if I do, it's like, you know, high chew and core candy, which is weird apparently to people. I'm really you? judging you for that. That's, yeah, <laughs> sorry. What about you guys? I'm a chip girl. I love yeah. my chips. I like my mini chip bags. And those mini chocolate bars are dangerous because, like, I would never really eat an entire chocolate bar, but I'll eat an entire hundred box of mini candies. Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's like an chocolate. illusion. It's like <laughs> yeah. very deceiving. I, it is deceiving. Uh, and, and Eric, we work with taste and aroma a lot. So we have even gone so far as comparing uh, American and Canadian chocolates on, here on the podcast. So uh, yeah, we've, we've really dug into the subject, I suppose. And didn't um, we agree but yeah. that Canadian was better? Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. This is without a doubt. Wait, the one, yeah. one of, do you guys, uh, you guys don't have Smarties, do you? Uh, the Smarties we have here are like throwback candies from the 1800s. Yeah, they're yeah, like they're, the Rockets. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have the like the the little piece of chocolate covered with a little shell. No. No. Yeah. Not unless you have friends in Canada who are willing to send you a care pack now and again. Thank, right. Thanks again, Amanda. Yeah. My my kid gets to enjoy the occasional uh, quality Canadian treat. You know what I mean? <laughs> what I've always had this idea for a YouTube video: uh, the world's most generous Halloween house. And it would be like, go spend 500 bucks, which is like a normal budget for like, if you're making money on YouTube, $500 is you know, a nice little, and go buy like full size chocolate bars, full bags of chips, like actual full, like, you know, big bubble gum. And like, just when the kids come, you have somebody in the street you know, asking the parents like, Hey, like we're filming YouTube videos. Is it cool? It's like, we film the kids. We're going to give them like a bunch of candy and they're in costume. So it shouldn't really be a problem anyway. So we get the okay from the parents before giving them, but then we just fill their pillowcases. They're like, ah. They're just like the reactions would be like they're, they're getting full like you know that's um that was that's my idea for the world's most generous Halloween house. Um, instead of giving it to the kids, give it to the adults, and uh, let me know where you live. Um, 
so I can swing by on Halloween sometime. <laughs> that sounds, Ryan, are you ever? Do you ever go to Toronto? Would you ever come to Canada? Uh, yeah, yeah, and we've been working on um, some plan to get me back up there for uh, you know Amanda and us to do a bunch of combo and stuff. Well, you let me know next time, and I'm going to get you guys to come uh, come see Smokus Pocus again. You can be my guests. Yes, uh, we're all over it for sure. And how you know, Eric, I, I did want to ask you about the show. Like, since you have like really taken it on, made it your own, and designed a lot of the tricks. In fact, you you've made tricks to to inform other magicians. So as a trick maker and somebody who is in this world, it's a lot of analysis and creativity combined. And that seems like right in the cannabis wheelhouse. So when you find you're designing tricks or trying to chain them together in a way that's going to work with an audience, like, are you stoned out of your mind when you're doing that? Or is that something you try and come at clear headed? I wrote the show half and half, I'd say. I've decided to stop drinking and smoking before the show, like any show. And it used to be like, ah, oh, get a couple of drinks in me and feel loose. I do create a lot of magic for magicians so they can do, you know, the show people. And when I create magic here, when we have magic jams at my house, we're, yeah, we, we smoke a lot. It, it sparks, it, we get some sativa going and it just sparks the creativity. The best things I've ever invented in my career were for sure uh had a little marijuana buzz going and even like before it was legal um we were, i talk about this during the show isn't it crazy to think that like 10 years ago you'd call a guy for weed he'd show up at your doorstep he'd give you a bag of weed you give him money and that was the weed you smoke for the week you know sativa indica whatever no nowadays it's like you walk into a dispensary and you're like hmm let's see right we're we're lucky we're lucky to be living through this um, so now it's fun to be able to be like, okay, this is going to be creative, like sativa, let's create, let's jam. Um, but I'd say Smokus Pocus, it was designed uh, during the pandemic. So yeah, for sure, we were, we, were, we were high when coming up, trying to string these tricks together. And, and then a lot of the stuff too, like I have like a notebook filled with like ideas for Smokus Pocus that I was like, is this going to work? And we quickly found out that I was like, ah, this doesn't really flow. It doesn't really go. Like people are, you know, and as much as podheads are calm, you know, they want things to be happening faster. I find than you know, like, okay, like, like, you know, entertain me but quicker. Like give, give me some, yeah, fill my eyes with wonders instead of like, just like, you know, explanations and stories and stuff. They like the visual stuff. So um, I love smoking weed when I create that's hundred percent. It's also funny too being in the audience because you do a lot of interaction with the audience and you yeah. can hear everyone holding their breath, hoping they're not going to be the one picked. Yeah. yeah I, I, like sitting back in being like, God, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> I say, I say at the beginning of the show, I've been doing this for a long time. So I know nobody wants to come up here and help me. So we're going to pick, do this fair. We're going to write a number down from one to hundred and whoever's closest is going to get to come up. Um, <laughs> Also, I do say, you know, I know nobody wants to come up, but if you do get chosen to come up on stage and you, you please suspend your disbelief because you're going to live some crazy experiences that you never lived before and you'll never live again. In fact, another thing of the, the comments, well, I think, I don't know if I mentioned this when you were there, Amanda, but like on the Facebook comments, we have this man, he said, great show, super entertaining. I went three times, but... I'm convinced he has people in the crowd working for him. Mm. He has plants and confederates <laughs> in the crowd, which is my ego as a magician could not 
allow me to, you know, like, I mean, but this like real, like there's mind reading, like impossible things, you know, like I asked the audience to think of a celebrity they'd love to smoke a joint with and look at me in the eyes and I can tell who's thinking of who. And like this is, to, to a layman, to somebody who's not into magic, that's like, huh, well, I must be, it didn't do it with me. So it must be tricked or it must be planted or stooged or whatever. So yeah, so it's strong magic. You know, the hardest part of that trick was how blazed I was trying to think of someone. Honestly, I was like, God, I hope he doesn't look at me because I can't even form a thought at this moment. Um, I don't usually let myself get that stone, but I just got pulled right into the magic. So I love it. Usually there's like an old, like uh, like a rule rule in show businesses. You never pick, like when you do a corporate event or a party with like, or, or a work party where people know each other, you never pick the person that everybody's point, oh, pick him, pick him. Or like mm. even like when the booker is like, oh, you should really, you should really bring uh, Mike up. If you need somebody, he's a hoot. Don't want that guy. He's gonna, oh. you know. Some people try and be funny, and it just ruins it, and uh, it just kind of it drags on. It comes off as corny. But the shyest people, and I don't take no for an answer. I, I know, like if you if you allow a no once, that gives permission to everybody to say no. So I say, like, no, come up, everybody clap for him. No, come, come, come. We're waiting for you. Let's go, 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 go. Let's go. And then they're like, oh, and like I'll make you know fun of like them, just like oh, just coming on, not wanting to, but. Those are the best spectators because they're real yeah. and everybody can feel mm-hmm. themselves in them not wanting to be on stage. But I treat, and, and again, rule number one is always treat them with you know, utmost respect and tact. You know, I always like help the ladies on and off stage with my hand for the stairs. And, uh, you know, the, the guy, like I never like berate or, or insult or, or make fun of anybody while they're on stage. I make fun of people in the crowd saying, sir, you look high as balls and, you know, who you want to do here, whatever. But like, it, it's all about keeping a, a good image because it's all, it's like 150 people against one, right? When somebody's on stage, the people in the crowd could be like, that could have very well been me. Mm-hmm. So it's all about keeping the, and plus stoners are just nice people. We're nice people. We like having fun. 100% true. <laughs> Man, I love that you're such a pro because like you lean into it a little bit, but it's not all black light poster. Like you've worked the corporate stuff. You've done magic your whole life. You've been in front of a ton of crowds. You have really great inclinations for c- crowd control and everything. And it sounds like, okay, these are stoners. They all need a little help getting in the door and maybe relaxing for the yeah. first couple of minutes of the show. Yeah. But once they've bought in, like they're, they're in all the yeah. way. So yeah. I, I think you've just like found a, a great audience for yeah, your skill set. I, I really did. At last uh, two weeks ago in Toronto, actually. So I I was at sitting at the front door. So I have a, like a, a girl at the door taking names for the list. And I'm sitting there like on a piano bench, kind of off to, behind a corner. I'm just on my phone. And the first couple arrives like an hour before the show, which is crazy. They're going to be alone in the theater for like 40 minutes. Oh Toronto God. people are always late, by the way. I don't know, understand what's going on in Toronto, but they're always late. Yeah. So the lady, the, the, the couple arrives and they get checked in and they don't know it's me. Nobody knows it's me. You know, people are coming to a weed show not to see Erica Claire. So I, and because it's my show, I take a little bit of, you know, it's my show. So I'm sitting there and I, and I say to the woman, I say, did you guys get high before the show? And they both look at me and the woman makes the most distraught, disgusted face, like huge eyes. Like I just asked what color panties she's wearing if she wants to sit on my face kind of thing. 
hey, what color underwear are you wearing? You want to sit on my face? That reaction that that would have gotten, that's what she made. And I said, did you guys get high before that? And she's like, looks at me like disgusted. They go and sit fifth row right in the center. And during the show, I, uh, I, I, you know, I, I called on him. I'm like, ma'am, are you enjoy? I see you're laughing. You're enjoying yourself. Do you now understand why? And she was like, oh, she's like pretending she didn't know I was talking about. Anyway, <laughs> but it's all about, yeah, people don't know what to expect. To be fair, like, you know, um, everybody should know, like, it's a weed magic show. Like, it's very, it's a 420 magic show. It's, it's everywhere. But I don't know what was going through her mind. But we get, like I said, we get all types of these these different crowds and it's it's all about and obviously like it's an adult magic show like if you've never been to a magic show before you think magic's for kids or like you know like your uncle larry does card tricks or copperfield making tigers appear whatever uh, but this has been a, like a mission statement for my whole career is every time i'm done with a, a one person or a group of people after seeing i want them to leave with a different opinion of magic. I want them to see mm. it as fun. It wasn't corny. It's not just for kids. It's, it's, it's an art and it's fun and it should be, you should come back with your friends. And that's my, that's my, my goal every single time I perform. Well, I will be back with my friends, Eric, 10 out of 10. Woo! And also, thanks so much for making time to come on our yeah. podcast today. Absolutely. Uh, I just my, my pleasure. Fantastic. So let our listeners know um, where they can find you. Well, you can find me on Instagram. My, my Instagram handle is magic for your brain. It's magic and the number four, magic for your brain. Uh, on YouTube, uh, smokespocus.ca. If you're in Toronto, Montreal, or Ottawa, uh, we're bringing it to Montreal November 4th uh, for the first time ever. We've got a nice little venue um and uh you can uh yeah follow me there i'd love for you guys to come out i'd love to meet you in person come to the shows and uh i promise i won't ask you to sit on my face <laughs> i will though i'm here i'm uh, i'm buying a ticket just for that <laughs> that's extra those are the vip seats <laughs> all right well i'm i'm googling prices uh eric so nice to have you on you know we're doing this thing right now where it's kind of like cool cool jobs in the cannabis industry and it's really unique to see somebody kind of on the other side that's not like a, a research scientist yeah but instead like celebrating cannabis in the way we like to but yeah. then have to go take like a nerdy lab job to to do so um so I, I think that's great it's building community and it's it's helping people who are maybe like a little reluctant about weed to recognize oh it's it's all fun and it's it's pretty harmless and, and we're all having a good time you so guys are doing the lord's work <laughs> trying to uh you can find us at the dot smoking spot uh amanda and i are all up on there awesome Love it. Again. it was a pleasure guys until next time Sand matter work in a pain and anguish life may bring you oh smoke it up hold it down and don't ever stop well you can always find your smoking spot yeah you can always find your smoking spot Hey, Smoking Spot fans, we're here to tell you about the newest launch from Centelligence Projects. Over the last year, we've created the Cannabis Aroma Wheel. It's a sensory tool designed to help connoisseurs take their knowledge to the next level. So whether you're a bud tender, dispensary owner, cultivator, or you just love the smell of weed, you can better appreciate the cannabis in front of you. Get your copy of the most detailed sensory tool built specifically for the cannabis industry and order your Cannabis Aroma Wheel today at intelligenceproject.com.